0: Let's start today's podcast with a story from stonesoup.com. Two travelers, ready to die with hunger and thirst, came to a churlish farmer's homestead, begging for some little matter to satisfy their stomachs. The mistress of the house, some servants, and children were only at home. Good people, said the dame, who was churlish as her husband, it is six miles to the next town, where you may get everything you want. We have neither bread nor victuals in this house. "'said one of the travellers. "'As for your bread and victuals, we want neither. "'Can you only oblige us with a tolerably large flint stone? "'What for?' "'To make us some soup.' "'Oh, if that be all,' said the ill-natured Jezebel, "'there are flints enough for you in the yard.' "'But who the deuce told you that soup was made out of stones?' "'If you will have patience,' said the traveller, "'and only assist us with a little water, you shall see. "'How much water do you want?' About a gallon. The maid was immediately ordered to put it on the fire. The traveler went into the yard and having, with great seeming circumspection, picked up a stone, washed it as clean as possible, and as soon as the water boiled, soused it into the pot. After it had lain about a quarter of an hour, he gets a spoon and, tasting it, calls to the landlady. "'Here, madame, only take a drop. Has it not the most excellent flavor?' A flavor! Cries she, the water is just as it was before. The other traveller now put in his word. Have you forgot to put in the pot herbs? Faith, so I did! Cries his comrade. I thought it wanted something. Pray thee, good dame, let us have a few pot herbs out of the garden. And as the maid was going for them, bring also he added he a cabbage, some onions, and two or three carrots. I know I never failed of making soup out of stone in my life. "'I'll be shot,' says the farmer's wife. "'If you make it now, you shall see. "'Come, let me have a little salt and pepper.' "'Now he seasoned the water, and after the garden stuff had boiled some time, "'he tasted the soup again, handing the soup a second time to the farmer's wife. "'How is it at present?' "'Why,' she said. "'It is something better, but you'll never make a soup of it.' "'Faith,' says he, smacking his lips, "'I think it is excellent already. "'Have you ever a bit of beef in the house?' "'I don't know, but there is,' she said. "'About two or three pounds of a neck. "'Nothing better. Let me have it directly, "'with half a dozen burnt crusts of bread. "'These ingredients were allowed him like the rest. "'After a proper time, he declared the soup was ready "'and called for a dish, poured it out, "'and the stone stone appearing in the middle. "'Everyone tasted and declared it was excellent. "'Heaven bless you,' cried the farmer's wife. "'Let me have a receipt. My good man will be so pleased.' Give me a piece of paper, said the traveler, and I'll write it down for you, which he did as follows. A receipt to make stone soup. Take a large stone, put it into a sufficient quantity of boiling water, properly season it with salt and pepper, add three or four pounds of good beef, a handful of pot herbs, some onion, a cabbage, and three or four carrots. When the soup is made, the stone may be thrown away. Dover, 1808, page 222 source of this version of the story is from stonesoup.com. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. From our snowed under studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Welcome to the show. I hope you're doing well. We are getting hammered, <laughs> hammered. Oh man. We're getting hammered by an April snowstorm here in Minneapolis, and unfortunately, that snowbank along the fence line is coming back. We'll see how much snow we get at the end of this particular storm. In fact, we're playing April Snowstorm Roulette, the small scale life Facebook page and the small scale life Instagram feed. Links will be in the show notes. We'll we'll see who guesses the right total snowfall i'll take a picture and post it when we're done i i think we're about well i won't say anything i don't want to ruin it so if you have a guess put it down and uh this is for minneapolis only the minneapolis snowfall i know some areas of wisconsin are just getting hammered and some parts of uh, minnesota are as well so this is for what's in my yard because you know it all revolves around me on a thursday there you go Thanks for tuning in today. Even with the snow falling and the wind howling, we've had sleet, we've had thunder, we've had snow, we've had everything going on. It is garden season, believe it or not. You might be saying, what did the story at the start of the podcast have to do with today's topic? Well, in today's podcast, I'm circling around to a discussion I had with Michael Bell about a new garden planting concept that some of us are experimenting with this year, and we call it soup gardening. So what is soup gardening? Well, that is the topic of today's show, so stay tuned. Before we get into our topic of the day, I know we have a lot of new listeners here to Small Scale Life Podcast. My wife, Julie, and I are building a small urban homestead here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Life has taught us a lot of lessons over the years. After chasing the American dream and running ourselves ragged, we realized we needed to simplify our lives. So join us on our journey as we build a life we love and as we get back to the basics through gardening, meal planning and prepping, financial freedom, and all around simple living. We are happy you're here. Thank you for showing up and taking time to listen to us. Feel free to share this with some friends. It's going to be a great ride. We got a great topic today. So in case you want to support Small Scale Life and the work we're doing here, You can really help us by going to the resources page at smallscalelife.com. There you can do a couple things. One, sign up for our newsletter. We are going to have some new content that's not available on any of our platforms coming out on the newsletter. Um, Had some delays this week, but I'm going to try to get that out uh, this weekend. So sign up for the newsletter, get a copy of that. Again, it's going to be new content that you're not seeing anywhere else. And then shop with us. We have several affiliate links and other services there on the resources page. And we want to make that a one-stop shop for you. So you can get, you know, an Amazon subscription or get into kit.com or Simply Canning. There's a ton of stuff there that you're going to want to check out, spend a little bit of time with, and and hopefully uh, some of your money. Now, again, a lot of these things, you will be supporting us. You'll be paying for a service we get, uh, we get a small commission for that. There's no additional cost for you, but we're doing the advertising and we do get a, a small commission. And, uh, you know, it's a win-win-win for everybody. So go check that out at smallscalelife.com resources. And thank you for supporting our efforts here at Small Scale Life. Now with that, grab a beverage and join us for this week's Small Scale Life podcast. So this whole soup gardening thing, where did it come from? What is the deal? What's the big deal? Um, really, it all started, it really started with the government shutdown. Yes, the government shutdown. The government did help <laughs> in not in mysterious ways, right? So Julie and I learned a lot during the government shutdown. We really did. Um, this was another event. I can think of a few in my life that are major tipping points. And this one was another tipping point that changed completely changed our thinking and our our approach to life. It affected our finances, it affected this gardening plan, it developed uh, it changed our canning and food preservation plan and it even impacted the the total direction of small scale life. When we came out this year we had a whole we ended up December rebuilding the website, we had a whole different idea in mind. We were like totally going in a little different direction. And then the shutdown happened and it was like, wow, a lot of things clicked into place and it totally changed our direction to this Irwin homesteading, um, getting back to basics, whole thing, holistic change. And I'm really excited about it, to be honest with you. I'm really excited about it. And the government shutdown really focused us on that. So one big lesson we learned was that my current canning and food preservation efforts had a significant flaw. If you look in my basement right now, I've got dwindling cans of homegrown and homemade salsa, jam, dilly beans, pickles, some corn relish, and I think I'm out of stewed tomatoes on our shelves. I think I'm out now. We've got canned goods, but we didn't have the right canned goods. We didn't have the right canned goods to last in an emergency situation for long. And I would say, you know, the salsa, jam, dilly beans, pickles, corn relish are great, they're really cool. They're a lot of fun to make, and I am going to make them more because I really like them, and I like to give them away as gifts, and people really like it too. But we're changing our mindset from totally going in on these um, what I call the the boutique canning items. You know, the relishes and pickles and all, and salsas and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's awesome stuff, and it's it's really great stuff. But I am going to do balance it out more. In fact, I am going to go more the other way than this boutique stuff. And what I am saying is, we didn't have the right canned goods on our shelves we're going to slow down on the boutique stuff and go back to the basics. We're going to go back to making and canning ingredients for meals and also soups. So we are going to make meals or ingredients for meals like stewed tomatoes. We're going to have cans of that, like lots of them. And we're going to have potatoes somewhere and lots of them, you know, we're going to have these things on hand so we can use them in dishes later in the year or in the middle of the winter. And, you know, there's a lot of lights that went on and a lot of things, the aha moments that happened during the government shutdown. And that was one of them in the depths of this shutdown. And based on the lessons we were learning, I gathered my team, my virtual team, and we got together and we had a really good, it was an awesome conversation about maximizing garden spaces and how can we do that? And what are we doing and how do we do it better? And through this session, my friend, Michael Bell, came up with a great garden concept called soup gardening and it made a ton of sense to me we're gonna we're gonna play this audio and it's about eight minutes long or so and it's our conversation about soup gardening and we recorded this um when we did the the groya and dallas half acre farms update so we this was at the back end of it this is part two of that conversation uh but it really kind of lays out our conversation and where we're going what we're doing and then I'll come back and we'll we'll kind of finish up wrap up and, and and tell you where we're going with all this so here we go stay tuned for the auto three two one go you and I have been talking and I've got a long blog post <coughs> written that'll that'll put this right back this will come all together but uh we've been talking about a concept for gardening one thing we've found during the government shutdown i'm a federal worker i was i was working but not getting paid and while we have a lot of canned goods and such a lot of it uh, on our shelves that i've canned myself whether it's salsa or relish or corn relish or pickles and dilly beans i mean those are great things but they don't sustain you so i was talking to the group and uh And Michael's part of the group, and I was kind of, we were kicking ideas around about how to use, you know, grow and then use that and feed your family. And we kind of, and Michael came up with a great idea. Why don't you talk about that a little bit, if you remember it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I don't remember exactly what what I said at the time, but I've always had this thought of why do people, and I understand why, and I'm not looking down. I'm not saying anything negative about it. But people that grow a garden, they grow like lettuce, and, and I, I, hell, I grow more lettuce than anybody probably. <laughs> yeah, look but, at you. <laughs> but people with a the homegrown, they grow lettuce and spinach and, yep. and and all this green stuff. And I'm yep. thinking those are no calorie foods. Yeah. And so one thing that I've done at my farm, and I have a little spot, and I'm going to do it this spring, mainly because I talk so much crap to you about it. Oh, that's so awesome. I kind of feel like I have to. No, no. no. But – I'm
0: your the, test. I'm your test case up here. So, but you can do yeah. what you,
1: you can do what you you can do what you want to do down there because that's what you're
0: gonna
1: do. <laughs> but the, the whole thing, the, the whole thing th- thing that I was thinking of. Why don't we plant more dense foods? Yeah, like stuff that if we have to eat will sustain us. Right. Potatoes, you know, carrots, uh, beans, you know, mm-hmm. real dense nutrient food. Right. And then I got to thinking. Well, I don't like eating it. I'll be the first to tell you I'm not a big vegetable eater. So I so I got to thinking to myself, how would I eat all this? Right. And then I it just popped into my head. Soup. Yep. Like nanny's like and I call it nanny's soup. She was my grandma, she's the one that got me into gardening. She's, you know, was an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. But nanny's soup to this day is still the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Mm. And all it was 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 canned tomatoes that me and her grew in her garden. Yep. And basically everything in her garden. And then a pound of a pound of meat, you know, oh, whether yeah. it be beef, turkey, you know, a pound of ground up something. And it's so funny because it's one of those things. The first bowl you eat, it wasn't that good, you know. You're like, yeah, it was all right. But three days later, after it's set for three days in the refrigerator, oh, yeah, yeah. marinate for lack of a better word. Yep, it's so freaking good. Yes, and so you know, I think that's kind of where me and you kind of got in the conversation of yep. why don't we why don't we grow a a stew garden I think is the word you came up that's with. what I came up with
0: su- but that yeah. that ignited the whole soup versus stew discussion <laughs> and, you know which rages on to this day and yeah
1: uh, well it's, it's soup if it doesn't have meat in it if it has meat in it then it's stew that's vegetable soup soup is with festival, stew is with meat
0: <laughs> no I still say stew but no it, it's uh, um It makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, I started looking around, doing some research after you talked about this. I was like, okay, nutrient dense food. I mean, where do you go for that? Okay, if stuff hits the fan, then you go to the prepper websites and you go and look down. And what are the 10 things that have the most nutrients if stuff hits the fan? And it's potatoes, sweet potatoes, beans, peas, carrots, you know, the same stuff that we were talking about with the soup garden. It makes a lot of sense to me. This is something that really got me going. And I I talked to Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee when I interviewed her earlier. And, um, you know, I was kind of explaining this whole thing. And she's like, well, yeah, you can do that. Or you can just can each one of them at a, you know, each one at a time, each ingredient, and then combine them all together. I'm like, oh, yeah, you could do that too. So there's a bunch of ways you can do this. But my idea is we harvest it. And then you sometimes let it sit around for a while. And then things are going bad. Some things are coming up and not, you know. But if you can get this stuff rolling and make a big bunch of soup soup with it or stew, we either one, you can can that or freeze it and you've got it and it's ready to go. You know, there's especially if you make the the stew or the soup up front, you know, depending whether you have meat in it or not, you know, you've got a meal and it's good. And and you don't have to um, you know, you're not just making dilly beans or pickles which are awesome for a game or something or a hamburger, but you can actually you know feed a family with this kind of stuff so
1: yep yeah a hundred percent and i think that's the way they you know they did it back in the 1800s that's the way they they well what's the stupid story i'm sitting here trying to think about it uh this this dude starts off and says i'm gonna make rock soup oh yeah the rock stone soup it would be good and then they had this and shit would be good and then before they knew it you know this big soup and it's yep. a, that's a story I always think about when I talk to people about this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a great – it's a great idea and a great concept and one that we're going to be trying out here at Small Skill Life. We're going to have a brand new uh, garden here, and uh, we're going to be doing that. I've got a planting plan. I should send that over to you, by the way, just uh Yeah, send to, it. Yeah, just an idea of what, what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I've got – I went on a binge <laughs> – <laughs> and I bought a bunch of seeds, and they're all here. And uh, old Tommy's got to get it. And Tommy Cake's got to get a planet in the ground so I can have something
2: when it's when it finally thaws in this Arctic winter up here. So that's the uh, that's a plan. So, <laughs>
0: but, it sounds like a good one. Yeah, and Jules getting excited. Um, she's getting excited about all this too. But this will help, you know, with construction of the new beds, uh, and also pressure cooking, right? Pressure cooking and that kind of stuff. So that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a good idea. It makes you see how it all works
0: out. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that idea. He was a pretty smart guy.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> well, cool, my brother. I uh I I know you've got to get back home. Uh you got family waiting and you got a ton on your plate, obviously, with everything you're good you're doing. So I appreciate your time. Is there anything else is there anything else you'd like to share with the group, with the with the audience? <laughs>
1: No, I'm I'm good. I think we covered everything. Um, if I guess, like I always say, if anybody ever has any questions about gardening or or anything, or got questions about the oyas or you want more explanation, hit me up. You can go to YouTube and just put in oyas you know, gardening with oyas and there's a thousand videos that'll come up that, and you can actually see what one looks like and how they're used, like by real people. I just think they're they're a hidden gem that's really going to become very popular again over the next few years and would love for people to try them out maybe the spring just get you one and try it out because i know you'll see a huge difference
0: right now i'll have links in the show notes for that if we want to find you mr bell out in cyberspace where do we find you
1: uh instagram is the best place it's uh at dallas half acre farms and i'm on there all the time talking to people trying to figure out how to do stuff from other farmers in other parts of the country
0: and we'll so, have a link in the show notes, and uh, we talk often. and I won't give out your cell phone number, so there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to anybody. If you I know. You my garden, you can give it out. I don't care. <laughs> I know. No,
0: we won't do that. So you're a busy man. So, well, thank you very much for your time, my friend. I really appreciate it as always. And, uh, you know, good luck on your drive home and good luck with your endeavors here.
1: I uh, appreciate it, buddy. Holler at me anytime. We'll chat again soon.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Bell. That's Mr. Bell, Mr. Michael Bell from Dallas Half Acre Farms, and we appreciate his time. Okay, we're back. Thank you, Michael Bell. That was awesome, dude. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being on Small Scale Life Podcast, man. You're awesome. Good luck down there. I'm glad you're all healing up and everything. Things are going well. So essentially, the soup gardening concept is like this. We're going to grow higher calorie vegetables so we are going to have to develop a planting plan that's going to maximize our gardens and where we can plant some of these higher calorie vegetables in containers and in our grow beds this is going to be a fun exercise it's like playing tetris with plants and some of it too we can stage a little bit some of these plants can go a little later in the season so that gets back into some of those staging discussions i discussed last year but uh We'll be talking about the garden, the planting plan as we move forward here. So that's step one, grow higher calorie vegetables. Step two, harvest those vegetables and herbs. You know, a lot of time things don't ripen at the same time. We have all these things that are starting to ripen up and we get little drips and drabs. Then we get a a bunch and then we get a little more drips and drabs. So we are going to try to really not let vegetables and herbs go to waste this year get a little bit, we're going to figure out how to process it right away and move it through the system, not let it sit there and rot. We want to use everything we grow. That is the plan. So one, grow higher calorie vegetables Two, harvest those vegetables and herbs and use them. And how are we going to use them? So we're going to make, if we get enough, we're going to make and can soup from our vegetables. Okay. So once we harvest everything, we're going to make pots of soup and we're going to just start pressure canning that stuff and we're going to store it on the shelf. So that's one way we're going to do it. And in other ways, we're going to take Nicole Sauce's uh, advice, and we're going to can vegetables on their own. So one, grow higher-calorie vegetables. Two, harvest the vegetables and herbs. Three, making canned soup from those vegetables. Or four, can vegetables on their own. So that's like those stewed tomatoes down there. Nicole Sauce... Her advice was to make all the, you know, can all those elements and then you can mix and match and you just aren't locked in at soup. And that made a lot of sense to me, too. So we're going to have diced or stewed tomatoes. We're going to have these things in cans. We're going to have some soup. We're going to have the the tomatoes. We're going to have some salsa, too. Yeah, I know. This is a lot of tomatoes we got, but I'm planning on a lot this year. (laughs) Don't judge me. Uh, But we, you know, these items can be combined and, and made into different dishes. So that's that's a good plan, too. And then another thing we're going to do is store the extra uh, root vegetables. And those are onions, those are potatoes, those are sweet potatoes, any squashes that we grow. We need to store them for later in the season. And this this implies that we're going to have a root cellar system, some kind of root cellar in my basement. We're going to have to figure that out. We want to keep these things from rotting, and uh, we've got limited space here. So this is going to be getting creative, and how do we do that? So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And then number six is, uh, you know, uh, dehydrating and storing those herbs. If we're going to grow a lot of herbs this year, we got to store them. So that's our six-point plan. Grow higher-calorie vegetables, harvest vegetables and herbs, make and can soup from vegetables, can vegetables on their own, store extra root vegetables, dehydrate herbs, and dehydrate and store herbs. All right, so we've done a lot of talking here. So what are our high-calorie vegetables? So when you think of high-calorie vegetables, think of items that are typically in vegetable or vegetable beef soup. Can you picture something? Some soups your grandma made once upon a time, or maybe your mom, and it's that you know rich soup full of you know carrots and maybe some peas or maybe some beans and tomatoes and 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 onion and maybe some celery and maybe some. Uh, potato and I don't know if you use soup sweet potato in there, but the, all those items, those are in those great soups. And then you could put in some beef too, right? And um, it just is so good. And if you can't visualize that, and if you've never had it, we are going to post up our awesome vegetable beef soup recipe on life dot com slash recipe soup. You can find it. You'll find it there, and you can visualize and and taste this before you decide to grow any of it, I think that's really important. So uh, that'll be there, recipes under recipes under soups, and uh, you can check that out and uh, that'll give you an idea of the kind of uh, things we're going to be growing. So this year I'm going to grow higher calorie items that can be used in soup. Not surprisingly, these are items that tend to show up on the homesteader, the prepper, the survivalist list that are the must-have vegetables and herbs for growing. Higher calorie items in the soup garden, we'll include the following. So we'll have green beans, beans in general, and I'm planning on pole beans because they're so prolific. So green beans, we're going to do potatoes. We're going to do sweet potatoes. We're going to do carrots. We're going to do onions, tomatoes, broccoli, squashes. And I'm going to try to see if I can do some berries. And I know early in the season, we're doing sugar snap peas. So just go over that list again in case you're following along. We've got green beans, pole beans for me, but you could do bush beans as well, but I'm doing pole beans. We're doing potatoes. going to try to do sweet potatoes. I've never grown those before. Onions, carrots, tomatoes, broccoli, squashes, berries. I You know, I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. And then sugar snap peas. My friend uh, Jim, he and I are kind of working out a... Um, We've got what I call the collective, and I'm going to have to do a podcast on that. Um, But he's growing some things. I'm growing some things. We're going to swap. And Sugar Snap Peas, he's got a ton of seedlings ready to go. And, uh, in fact, they're probably taking over his house by now. But uh, we're going to exchange some plants, so that'll be a lot of fun. And he's going to grow some things. I'm going to grow some things. We're going to come together and we're going to can together, which is going to be so much fun. So some of these items will store really well without any additional processing. You know, think potatoes or sweet potatoes or onions. Those things will store really well and you don't need to do canning on those right away. Uh, You just got to make sure they don't rot. So we've got to figure out cold storage for those. And now let's talk about herbs. Herbs. So we grew some herbs on a small planter on our patio last year, and uh, it worked really well. But I'd like to increase the amount of herbs we're growing this year and add them in somehow. We've used we use a ton of herbs in cooking. We just do, and some other herbs we've learned can be used to heal. We just did a, a post and podcast recently about working herbs and different plants into your landscaping. And I think we want to do that, too, to attract the pollinators, attract bees, attract the hummingbirds, you know, attract those things because they'll help your garden and they'll help your vegetable garden as well. So if we can work some of the herbs in there as land co- as a ground cover and such, we'll, we'll take a look at that. So I'm looking at the following herbs this year. And I just, you know, I need to work out the space or where it's going to fit. So we've got basil. I always love basil. I love growing basil. Thyme is, is a good one. Oregano, peppermint or mint. Man, mint can be almost like an invasive weed. It's crazy. We've got lavender. We've got chamomile. And we've got plantain. Yeah, that's a weed too, but it has healing properties. So we'll take a look at that as well. So uh, on property already, I have garlic chives in our garden. And I've got rhubarb in the yard. And we want to move I want to move the rhubarb and the garlic chives to new spots because obviously we're rebuilding the beds garlic chives have to go they have to move and the rhubarb is in shade most of the time I like to get that into a different spot to get more sun so the rhubarb I'd like to try to grow in a container I know that's something I've never done before but I want to give it a try. And then finally, I've got comfrey. I have to see if it survived the harsh winter, and then I've got to find a good place for that to go. Uh, But I do have some comfrey. Thank you, Greg Burns, over at Contrary Farmstead and Nature Image Farm. And I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to see if it comes back up this year. It had a trail of tears last year. So we'll see what happens. And that's a pretty resilient uh, plant as well. So that was a lot, right? That's a lot of stuff to think about, and we've got to get from point A to point B. And then point A is today, and talking about this, to point B, getting ready to plant. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up in this 2019 soup gardening season. <laughs> so I've got a lot of work to do on building some things. i got some writing and videos and podcasts to do. And we've got a lot of topics coming up, including uh, transplanting seedlings i got seedlings that are way overdue for transplant. We've got to do that, and I'll show you how I do that. We're going to talk about indoor gardening in small spaces. A friend reached out, and she's moving to an apartment and needed some advice on growing some stuff inside, and I helped her out. So I, I think I can build that into a nice little article. Uh, we have garden types and considerations. I mean, it sounds like there hasn't been much deviation from... If globally, if you looked at it, that there's not much deviation in our overall plan and what we're going to put in here. But there was a lot of things that were considered. All things were on the table. All kinds of garden ideas were on the table. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about garden design, how we're going to design this thing out. We're going to talk about wicking beds. What is a wicking bed? How do you design and build a wicking bed? We'll also get back into rain gutter grow bed design and build. And I love my vertical garden. And I don't love my vertical garden. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird, but vertical gardening is great, but I'm really not liking the way uh, it dries out. That's one of the major drawbacks is you only have three inches of soil and it dries out. It's uh, hanging up in the air. The wind gets at it. The sun bakes it. And it just it's not self-watering unless you put some drip tape on it or something like that. So... Um, I'm really interested to circle back around and talk about rain gutter grow systems again. I used those before. They work great. And, and people are really interested in that topic. So we're going to get back into that show and walk through a rain gutter grow concept. And then we're going to have the planting plan. This is coming up. Uh, how am I going to fit all of this into two two foot wide by seven foot long garden beds? And what containers am I going to need for this? And how's the vertical garden rain gutter grow thing going to work? How's this all going to work together? How are you going to get it all done? So this is, uh, this is going to be a really interesting topic. So stay tuned. More soup gardening is on the way. Wicking Bed Nation is about to happen. So it's really, really good time to be here at Small Scale Life. So I'm really excited about the soup garden the soup gardening concept. It makes a lot of sense to me. And it reminds me of how our grandparents and ancestors used this approach to gardening. It wasn't about making cool cans of dilly beans or corn relish or spicy pickles. It was about surviving the depths of the winter, of the really harsh winters. At the same time, they were maximizing their garden and exercising a ton of learned skills, including planting, pest control, cooking, Canning, dehydrating, storing vegetables and herbs, and these are a lot of great skills to know and a lot of great skills to practice, and that's what we are all about. So, and this this whole thing brings me back to sitting down and listening to Julie read "Little House in the Prairie" to our boys during the crash of two thousand eight. I just realized how dependent we are on everything, on our jobs, and and we live in these places and we're not using the land and if something happens we're kind of done you know and we need to learn skills we need to practice them we need to grow and we need to to just be a little better every day so i think we can we can do a little better right than being a mindless consumer at walmart whole foods costco or your flavor of the month, big box store or online store. We can do better for ourselves. We can do better for our health. We can do better for our families and we can pass these skills on to friends and family. So this is a new strategy, but it's actually an old strategy. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. It feels really good. I'm really excited about it. Um, I suppose it's not much different than than what I've been doing, but we're just kind of slapping a name on it. But it's it feels intentional. It feels like we're this is what we're doing, and it's not just for salsa. This is, this is for something that's going to keep us if, if, something, you know, if we have another shutdown in October, which is a possibility. So it makes sense to me. Hopefully it makes sense to you, too. So how about you? Are you starting a garden or growing a garden this year? Do you have a few years of experience, Anya? I know some folks in the Small Scale Life Facebook group, they've been gardening for years or they're just starting out. So I'm hoping this speaks to them. I'm curious, what's your strategy for planning your garden? Do you have a plan or are you just kind of, oh, we'll just do what we always do? I'm kind of curious. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I'm I'm just thrilled that you're trying and doing and growing. I think it's awesome. This is just a little different strategy. So I'm curious what you're doing. Feel free to leave a comment below. Leave a comment on the Contact Us page or send me an email at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. And I will throw this out there, too. If you are having trouble, if you are having trouble getting started gardening, if you have trouble figuring it out or what to plant, you're feeling overwhelmed, you just don't know, or maybe you want to try something completely different, reach out. We can talk and be all help you through it. You know, um, Start simple, start small. We can do this together. Reach out to me and we'll have a chat, conversation. I think that's awesome. And uh, I'm here to help you as well. It's not just all about me even though it kind of is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, happy to help. So feel free to reach out and I would love to talk with you and, uh, and we'll see where we go. I'm helping a few people this year with their gardens and it feels really good. So um, with that, I'll let you go. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Remember to learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. Get stuff done this weekend. Take care, everybody.
2: Hey, how are ya? I'm Tommy Cakes. Who am I? I'm a guy from some place. Friends with some people, doing some things. Don't worry about it. What I can tell you is that I'm in the import and export business. I import the knowledge and I export that information at premium prices. I'll give you a little coastal cosmopolitan insight and motivation here. But, uh, you know, this was a good podcast. I listened to it. It was very good. Very good. You know, they're talking about the soup thing, the soup garden stuff. You know, it's a little different concept. I kind of like it. I mean, I think it'll work. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, the boss tells me to plant here. I plant here. That's what I do. So, you know, we plant things everywhere. We just don't tell you where we plant it. But anyway, that's a, that's, that's business. We're not talking business. But I like this podcast. I thought it was a lot of fun. I hope you give it a try. You know, and, and I gotta tell you, talking about all this soup and vegetable soup, I mean, makes a, makes a guy like me kinda kind of hungry, Now I'm starving, you know, I'm starving, I gotta eat something. So, uh, you know, I think we'll close up here, you know, I'm always good at the end of the show, I'm good, I'm good, but, uh, you know, this is Tommy Cakes, we gotta finish with a little drinky drink, there's a full drinky drink, I don't know if you can hear tinkle, but uh, here we go, we can have our good old-fashioned social, so grab grab a little glass hit pause fill up a little glass it's the end of the show we can celebrate a little bit together so here we go we're gonna have our social so three two one social oh yeah there's the tinkling. it sounds so good and it was so delicious i love it i love it so i hope you have a good week i'll talk to you soon this is diamond cakes Well, take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Time to go back to the lounge and get a little more drinky drink. I'll talk to you later. See ya.